This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, it, it is um, before Yantiv, I guess, um, one of the ways, one of the important ways to prepare for Yantiv, to have a meaningful Yantiv, is to learn about the Yantiv and uh, learning Dalachis. Besides knowing Dalachis, I think learning is very important. Learning a little bit about the ideas within a Yantiv, those are all things that make the Yantiv come alive. Um, each, it's the same Yantiv, but each time we go through Yantiv, we're able to see it with a little bit of a different perspective. It's like the food that you eat. We basically eat the same food, but you rely on your wife to make it a little different each time and to put a different taste and cut it differently, and that makes a big difference. Um, the sort of routine and sort of tedium of yontivs, if we would be able to prepare it each time with some different feel for it, we'd have a different yontiv, and that's why these, learning about these things is really, it, it's really important to help us live through a yontiv. Um, the piece, so like always, we choose a piece of somebody that one of the Bali Machshava, and to help us, give us that different taste in Yantiv. This one is from Reb Chaim Friedler, Sifsei Chaim. Reb Chaim Friedlander was a Talmud or primary Talmud of Rav Desla. He was the Mashkiach in Panevich Yeshiva afterwards. He was a very deep person, extraordinary person. He died all too young. I think he didn't hit 60. He was lived somewhere in the 80s. I don't remember the exact date, but I remember basically when. And they've put out quite a few works, Sifsi Chaim. And in many ways, he has the same approach as Rav Desla in taking ideas that are quite profound and sort of draws from Kabbalah-type sources, completely reworks it in ways that are meaningful. And that's why his, his farm have become quite popular. He's written on Yom Tovim, he's written on Tefillah and Emunah and on different things. This is a piece over here on Rosh Hashanah. Now, um, let's, before we see the piece, let's ask ourselves the two questions, kind of, that are the questions he's going to deal with. One is, if we were to ask ourselves, what are the important facets of Rosh Hashanah? So you could speak about a new year, a new beginning. You could speak about a day of judgment. You could speak about tshuva. Those would be to us three main themes. A day of remembrance, which is what we use in tefillah, seems to us kind of fixing, f- focusing on a very, very, a sort of a minor detail. Yes, in judgment you remember, so therefore it's called their remembrance. But it's, it's like asking somebody who's, um, I don't know, let's say a judge, and what does he do? He says he, he writes on paper. Yeah, you do write on paper, uh, and, and that's a small piece of it. It's certainly not what you describe. So remembrance um, yes, a Baruch judges people, and you need to remember to judge people. But that doesn't seem to be like that should be the, the, the one-word description of Rosh Hashanah. It probably would, would not, nobody in the audience would probably pick that word to describe Rosh Hashanah. That's one issue. The second issue is more in trying to pin down a meaning. There are many anthropomorphic terms used to describe Hashem. And we have to do that because our vocabulary 
only deals with human terms. When we, when we say HaKadosh Baruch is indescribable, we haven't said anything really intelligent. I mean, it's true, but that truth doesn't give us anything. So when we speak about doing something wrong makes Hashem angry, we translate it as, well, when you make somebody angry, it cuts a relationship, it creates friction, it has bad repercussions, it boomerangs. There are many ways I can describe that word and translate it into God. So just like when I say something makes Hashem happy. So when I make somebody happy, there's an intense sense of closeness, there is rewards to it, and so on. So those terms are easily translatable when you talk about man and God. Remembering is really um, not something that we could easily translate it into a term that fits God. For us, remembering really means not forgetting. Um, when, I say, when I say he remembered something, what I'm saying is, as opposed to somebody else who forgets things after a day or a week or whatever it is, he still remembers. So, so when we speak about human remembering, we're talking about a physical, so to speak, ability. We're not talking about any type of interaction that we could possibly translate. So Hashem being happy or Hashem being angry, yes, I could translate that in a way that we can use in God. Remembering is is really, really something that, what what exactly does it mean that Hashem remembers? Um, He certainly remembers, but, but as opposed to forgetting, it, it, you know, that's, it, it, that doesn't exist as an option. So what exactly is it? Those are going to be the points that are going to be addressed. So let's start. Chazal Koroshan Tfila Kiddush Yom Azikaret. The Chazal gave the name for Tfila and Kiddush Yom Azikaret. And he says, Sir, be a why is Zikaret described the content of the day? Why not Yom Adin, Yom Mishpat? And then he says, it sort of leads into the second point. Yes, getting the facts, you're making sure that you have all the, all the things um, remembered, so to speak, all the things recorded, is an important preparatory stage for a din. Yes, if you want to carry out justice, you've got to remember all the details, and they have to be correct. But in other words, presentation of evidence is not din. It's, it's a preparation. Now, when you've got all the facts, you, you judge it. But, but what is it? What is it um, why is that mishpat? So he says, yes, you know, a physical judge needs to, to go through two stages. You have sort of a stage of um, discovery depositions and stuff like that. You have all the evidence that's gathered. You present that, and then you argue out the merits of the case and so on. Last paragraph. Zikaron is something that deals with the first part, which is havharas ha'uvdos, clarifying the, the, the facts. So, but when Hashem judges us, he, he's not he, he doesn't need to clarify that we, we say very clearly in the Zichronos, we say that Hashem knows everything, all the facts are there nothing is hidden, nothing is forgotten it's, it's a given, it's axiomatic to our understanding of what Hashem is, so what does it mean? So why does Zikaran 
actually describe most effectively that mishpat. Okay. So next page. It says, "Oleinu levars in the kashrut The let's try and understand a little bit in some of the psukim that we say about a kashrut remembering and seeing how would it be that the Torah uses it. So he brings the first pasuk that we say in Zechronos. So over there, the words Zikaron certainly cannot, even, even in the context of Psukim, can't mean what we call Zikaron. I mean, it wasn't as if Hashem had many things going on. The world was destroyed. There was one teva with, 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 with one person there and, and, uh, you know, with, and with one family, and that was humankind. When, what else was going on? Like, forgetting me is I have a, a bunch of things going on. What else was going on? The, um, so, so he, so, what does it mean by Yisko Lekim Noach? So Rashi says, Vayisko Lekim the word Elohim would normally meet us Hadin. It would normally refer to Hakadosh Baruch when he's in a punishment mode, when, when he's exacting retribution. But But something about Tefillah changed it, and um, so so this is something which um, there was a change. In, in, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's activities due to the tefillah. So let's look back at the word. Vayisko Lokim es Noach and Rashi says it's through Noach that Elokim became changed. So did that affect Zechira? Um, and then let's see the, the next uh, paragraph. Haschirs Hashem Baruch Uvdos. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembers, we're not referring to facts, because what does it mean it changed? Um, so it must be that by Hashem, Zikaron is using a certain approach as opposed to man, where remembering is only a means to something, but rather not a change. It's, it's not a change in approach as much as remembering. Let's talk a little about this, and let's go briefly to two or three places that he mentions, and then we'll, we'll try to explain it. Skip down to the last paragraph. Um, when Klal Yisrael was in Mitzrayim, Akadosh Baruch Hu heard them davening. He heard them groaning. He heard he heard the groans of, of, of the collective agony of the Jewish people, and he remembered his covenant. What does that mean? So again, same thing. It says that Akadosh Baruch Hu remembered the bris, and then he said, "Okay, I'll save them." What does that mean? He forgot before. What does that word "vayisko" mean? 
And he brings Rashi, another two lines down. who paid attention and didn't disregard them. So there is some sort of twist over here. Something about memory and not memory that has to do with something about um, paying attention, not paying attention. So let's skip down to next page, Kuftes, and uh, we'll, 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 we'll see what he says over here. Um, let, let's talk about this first outside we'll discuss, and then we'll see it inside. When we ask ourselves, memory is an ability HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. The, the, so so there's, a, a, there's an element of memory where it's just an ability. You know, it's for some reason I can remember things um, for a year, somebody else can remember it for 10 years, somebody else for 100 years. And this is sort of, we'll call it a, a physical, so to speak, ability. And, and that has to do with limitations of a person, that's it. There is another element of memory that is a very different aspect of a person. And if I can use a muscle, when you have a computer and you have different programs, you have the active window and the, way, and the window that's not active. You can have many windows not active. In other words, it's, there are programs that are not running and they're not running. There are programs that are running but they're not active. Your keyboard is not giving any input to it. Um, it's, it's, um, you can't see it on the screen, per se, but it's working in the background. So you have different aspects of, of, of a, let's call it, um, memory, which is active memory versus latent or um, let's call it um, subdued memory. I don't have a good word for it. In other words, things that are not in the active functioning mode, but they still exist. So, for instance, let's take something very simple first. Um, there are many, many things that if a person were to ask me, I would know. But I'm not thinking of all that at the same time. I, I, I don't, it's, 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 I, it's not as if my mind's working all these things, but they are there, they are fresh in the memory, they're, they, they're, they're available, but they're not my active memory. My active memory is focused on whatever it is that I'm doing now, I hope. The, 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 you know, that's, that's sort of the, 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 the active part. The part that's, that's hidden is available, but so if someone asked me now what's the phone number so-and-so, I would switch and I would remember the phone number and, 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 and I, didn't have, I won't have a problem recalling it, but it's still there. The, um, the ability to, to be able to have parts of what you're aware of, active and inactive, is, um, has more to do with the functioning of a person and how I choose to function rather than a simply um, an ability that's just a limitation of a person or an ability of a person. Um, When a person, for instance, let's say interaction with people. Let's take something more complex. I can have 
a, a um, very, very strong, fond feelings towards somebody, and somebody I like a lot, but at this moment, I happen to be upset about something that he did. A child did something, and we're upset. So it doesn't mean we stopped loving the child, and so on, but, and yeah, maybe some people, everything is just pure chinuch, and it's all coming from love, and so on, but I think it's perfectly valid that right now, the active memory is a memory of anger. It just, whatever's, what's happened now is that you were careless, you spilled this, you forgot that, and so on. So, I, so here I have a child in front of me. Do I love this child? Of course. Would I give anything in the world for him? Yes, I would. Um, but in this, at this particular moment, the active window is the window of, of anger, of being upset. So memory in this context that we're talking about which is much more than just a, a, a dry ability. We're talking about where am I act, interacting with that person? Through which window? Through the window of my incredible love for my child that, that I've given so much for and will give so much for? Or in a, in a particular window of now where there's anger and so on? It's impossible not to, it's impossible not to do that because um, there's always going to be most relationships are very complex, and there are many factors. I can't be relating with all the pieces at the same time. So I need to have, in any relationship, I need to have the active window and the windows that are not active but can be summoned uh, at a moment's notice. They're not dead, those programs. I didn't forget about loving my child. It's not as if it, it, it you know, no longer exists. It's just that at this moment, it's not the active. So we found in human beings memory and anger, memory and subdued memories or inactive memories that are meaningful in the context of, of, of me functioning as a person in relationships. And that's going to be something that we will understand regarding Kaddish Baruch Hu. Let's take a look at the next piece. A test. Yesh Eitzel Adam Dagashan Shazikaran. There are different Madregas of Zikaran. There are things a person is, it's as if he sees them in front of him. They're there. And there's some things where the memory is sort of in slumber. It's, it's sort of sleeping. That's very much up to a person's desire. Things that a person is very, very wants, it's a thing that interests him at a particular moment. That's alive, like we would call the active memory. Those things sink down at the very bottom of a person's um, memory. Now let's, you know, that's a very simple example. You, you, you tell a boy goes off to school, you tell him, remember, um, take your lunch, don't forget this, don't forget your coat, whatever it is. And sure enough, they come back without it, or they didn't remember to take it, or whatever it is. So did the child willfully do it? No. Does he have a very weak memory that, you know, it, 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 it doesn't last more than 30, 40 seconds? doesn't seem like that. It's, it's, so what happened? The answer is, 
that for us as an adult, if we spent $100 and bought the child a coat, that's in our active memory and remember, take it, and so on. It, it, it's not the child's active memory. It, 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 it becomes a very, very, a window that's very back behind many, uh, you know, like, like five, six, seven, eight windows ahead of it. So this is already something that has nothing to do with ability as much as with focus. What is it? And that's why, I mean, many people who, as, as young people, they're kind of sloppy all over the place and they forget they lose tickets, they lose passports and stuff like that. Once they have consequences two, three, four times, they, they learn to put it in the active window. And the Gemara actually has a halachic um, description of that. There's a question the Gemara whether or not, at what point, if I find an object that it's impossible to identify the owner with certainty, I found a money laying around, uh, I, I find a wallet with absolutely no ID. So the halacha is if I pick it up before the person became aware of losing it, then I'm stuck with it, I can't keep it. If the person realized and recognized that he lost it and, he's, and he gave up hope on it, then I can keep it. That's the halacha. It's called Yush. For those of you in Parmetziah and Elamitziah, it's, 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 it's a very, very famous sugya. The Gemara asks, what about if a person finds a wallet with money? Again, there's absolutely no way to identify a person. It's a very common generic wallet and no special series of bills. Whatever it is that, that you can't identify. Can we assume that a person lost it, knows about it or not? When can I make that assumption? And the Gemara says, Adam mashmish A person is always subconsciously feeling his pockets to see if the wallet is there or not. We're very aware of it. And if the pocket feels light all of a sudden, we sort of instinctively reach and something doesn't feel right about it because it's something that is on our minds. Um, the Gemara speaks about witnesses' reliability of testimony. And the Gemara says something that's if something is ramyale, something that a person feels a responsibility, it's, it's a daite. The person is aware of it. In other words, a person keeps it on the front burner in his mind because he has responsibility. So, for instance, if, if a person is not a medical person, I ask somebody, did, did he look pale to you today or flushed or whatever it is, I, I wouldn't know. But if, if, if I have responsibility, I'm a medical person, as soon as I see him, I take notice of it. And it has a lot of ramifications as well. So a person has in himself um, the, the, uh, the, a person has in himself layers of memory. There's the active memory and many, many subdued memories. So he says, the Torah sees a mitzvah's film. When the Torah told us about film, Tfilin are meant as a remembrance. So when a person has the parishes that are tied onto him, they are a remembrance to the events of Mitzrayim, that person has obligations. Now, let's talk about this because we have, um, we have two types of mitzvahs that are associated with this, and understanding the different function of each one is, is important to be able to get the most out of it. When, when, when a nation wants to 
um, keep memories alive. So we celebrate something, we make some sort of ceremony, and one idea is, if you don't mark it, you'll forget it. Um, you know, people don't, won't know there ever was this, that, or whatever, and just like you know, things that we grew up with that we thought were common history, um, many children don't know about it. So even the Holocaust, which is something that we think could never be forgotten, I mean, ask many people about the Inquisition. Ask many young people, they'll give you a blank stare. Um, the, you know, it, it, it's not something that people remember. The more and more time goes by, more history gets, you know, there's more history to remember. So there's certain types of remembrances that we do to keep the historical fact alive. So when we sit down at Pesach and we eat a kazais of matzah, it's once a year, and it's something that you know, my father remembers his father, and his father remembered his father, and it's been going on in Kali Yisrael forever. No one's, no one's ever, we've never found any record of Kali Yisrael being mechadish, uh, eating matzah on Pesach, and therefore it's a very living historical link. And that purpose is sort of, the Gemara says once a year, if you don't refresh something once a year, you forget about it. So once a year, sitting down together and keeping Yitzhak Mitzrayim in our minds is something that will give us the historical memory, and that's important. Putting on tefillin every day, and in those days, people wore tefillin all day long. I, I mean, it, what, what, what is, is that meant to keep alive the history? And, and it, we don't talk about it. So that's not, it can't be that the word zikaron over there would in any way be similar to the type of zikaron of, of once a year of Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Um, the answer is, this type of zikaron is very different. This type of zikaron is to keep pushing that to the fore of the memory, in, in, to the active window instead of the inactive window. Um, the the um, the second paragraph in, over there. Etzel ha'odam utzmas hazikorin vafolas amaisim shaimazet luizabazer. Adam shein yonim. By us, the the memory of something and doing it are two separate things. It's Hashem isbar hazikorin who afolas amaisim. The easy korin who has upon him. So um, whenever we talk about us. Remembering or not remembering is a question, will we do it or not do it? Even if we remember something, we may or not, uh, not choose to do it. By HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what we're identifying, and this sort of addresses the issue of what does it mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembered or didn't remember, it means, is this going to be in the active window, which means we will see what's going on. Those events that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is now engaged in doing in the active window are those that are interactive with us. We see it happening and so on. Those that are happening without Zahira means they're in an inactive window. They're active. The computer's busy, so if a, if a person gives a computer a difficult task to do and then he switches to something else, the computer's doing it, but I don't see what's happening. So, so, Akadish Baruch Hu can do things, and he's doing things all the time. The real question is, are we, are we able to understand it, to grasp hold of it, or not? A, an, an extraordinary powerful picture that the Medrash paints, 
it says by Yosef and his brothers and so on, the, the Medrash gives us like a, a scenario. It, it takes the worst moment and it says, Yaakov is busy mourning the son that was his favorite son and has been gone. Yosef is buried in Mitzrayim, worried about his future. Yehuda is busy doing tshuva with Tamar, this and that. This one is busy doing this. And HaKadosh Baruch said, and I'm busy bringing Mashiach to the world. In other words, um, the, the world, there are so many windows, and not one of them, I guess, what do you call them when you have these little windows on tablets? Um, I forgot what, I, I, widgets, or I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit behind. The, the, it, 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 a lot of windows, and, not, and the inactive window is the big event. And that, we're not even privy to that. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when, when he functions, so for instance, when Kalaisal was in Mitzrayim, Akashbrochu remembered the Brisavis. There wasn't a, a, an issue that Akashbrochu forgot. What it means was we, we looked at the screen. There was nothing there happening. Uh, the, the midstream were pushing us hard. We were dying. We had no future. We were slaves. And, and that was it. It's when Vayisker Lakim means that he made this the active window and we began to see it. So, so He's defining now the concept of Vayiskar Fakadish Baruch, who means the following. A, it means moving a certain realm of activities to the active window rather than to the back window. And the result of that is we become aware of it. And, and it's an incredibly um, different, it's incredible difference. Let's imagine ourselves, let's take a, a common scenario, and then, and then let's see something else uh, in, in, in Torah. Um, imagine somebody comes to a hospital, especially a young child. A child is in a hospital, and he has no idea what's happening. Everything is overwhelming and frightening to the nth degree, because everything is strange, everything hurts, everything is, is uncomfortable, and... It's not only the objectives, his objective situation, it's the fact that he has no inkling. In the child's mind, there's nothing here that's helping him in any way. There's nothing here that's nice to him, nothing that's good to him. And it's all just cold, mean, painful, etc. An adult might be aware of how difficult his situation is, but he sees in it... Um, a possible Yeshua, he sees in it uh, a, a, a tremendous amount of effort to, to, to help him, to save him. It's, it's the same events are happening. Both of them are getting the same treatment. But the difference between having the active window where you, where you understand what's happening and you're aware of it and you're able to, to grasp it versus having it as an inactive window where there's plenty of help being given, but your clues is, is worlds in terms of, of, of suffering and in terms of hope and so on. Um, by Yosef and his brothers, as soon as the brothers, as soon as he said, I need Yosef, with those two words, all the events clicked into place. It, it, all it, all it, it took was the, the, that all the, this, this, this oral shalom, this medrash I said before about a Kaddish Baruch who working towards bringing about the gula, that became the active window when Yosef said, Rabbi Sai, guess what? I'm Yosef. So a Kaddish Baruch who's mida of Zikaron is the way in which he acts with us. It, it comes either as Hester, as a hidden window, where he, that's called, it's not with Zikaron, it's, and, and it's as if a Baruch Hu is oblivious to it, 
And when he remembers it, it becomes the forefront of our interaction. And the difference is between heavens and earth in terms of where we are with it. So he says, um, and you have many different um, madregos, he says. You have total memory. Um, where everything is clear, you have somewhat, like, it's somewhat in the back of my mind, but it's still bothering me enough. It's sort of sending messages, you know, to do something and so on. So that is, the, that's defining what Sikaron means by Hashem. What does it mean? What does that depend on? In other words, okay, so, so Akadosh has a state of Zikaron, say that's Zikaron. How do we get it to go and so on? In other words, our a relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always a mirror image. And if a person pushes knowledge and awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the back of his mind, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu pushes his interaction with us out of the limelight also. And in a certain sense, this is um, our great challenge. The, the Rambam says in Moronavuchim, the Ramah says as follows. He speaks about how much does a Kaddish Baruch Hu intervene with a tzaddik to save him from a particularly difficult situation. And the Ramah says, it depends on two particular items. One is of what stature this person is a big tzaddik, very big tzaddik, total tzaddik, and so on. So Akadosh Baruch Hu does not, as a rule, Akadosh Baruch Hu does not bend nature, but um, for a bigger person, you know, for somebody who's a bigger tzaddik, there'll be more of, 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 of help and so on. That's one thing it depends on. And then the Ramam says it depends on a second thing. How conscious is the person of Akadosh Baruch Hu at the time that the event is taking place. In other words, his sense of Hashem, is it front burner or back burner? A person can be very big tzaddik, and he does only the right things. And right now I'm busy doing X and Y and Z, which is a mitzvah. But, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sort of in the back burner. I, I believe in Hashem, and I do for Hashem. That's why I'm doing all these mitzvahs. There's a, there's a word from the Kotzka, it's a story, um, which brings out uh, the sharpness at this point. A chassid once came to the Kotzka Rebbe, was a very, very sharp, um, insightful, and demanded uh, emis, and sort of knocked mofsim. That, that was the, 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 the personality of the Kotzka. And a chassid once came to him, and he said, Rebbe, Rebbe, I had a dream last night that God is talking to me. What could that mean? So the Rebbe said, it probably doesn't mean anything because um, the, 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 the Gemara says that something that a person dreams about, something that a person, sorry, something that a person is involved in during the day will come in his dreams naturally. So if a person all day long is obsessing about X, Y, Z, if he dreams about it, it's not a message, it's, it's his mind simply 
you know, projecting what's been. It's, it's like you know, it, it's like you when you when you take a sponge and you fill it with water, you squeeze it, you get the water out again. So at night, we just our mind liberates us. So it means not. So he says, you, you know, you're very you're you're big tzaddik and so on. So that's not me a thing. So he says, so he, so he says, no, Rabbi he says, I'm so busy doing mitzvahs and Torah all day long, I never think of Hashem. It can't be that. And and the, and and the point of the story was is that a person can become so involved with doing things that he forgets um, what, what, what's that supposed to be all about. It, it's, it's one of the things, just as, as a side, as, a side uh, as an aside, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, we're shocked when a spouse or a child tells us, you know, you're not warm to me, you don't care for me, this and that. And we're shocked. What do you mean? Why do you think I'm working all day long? Why do you think I'm doing this? Why do you think this? Why do you think this? Yes, it's true. But death also doesn't mean that we're, we, can, we, can rep, we can sort of repress the, the point of it all down to the back, and we're so busy with X, Y, and Z, but we, we do lose track of it. In other words, and, and somebody close can sense, yes, I know you work hard, and I know you're paying my tuition, I know you're doing this and that, but are you ever thinking of me? I, 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 am I there or not? And, and so, so the, the, the midah of the current of Hashem, it's not a question, do I believe in Hashem? Don't I believe in Hashem? If I believe or don't believe, that has nothing to do with this. It, it, it doesn't mean, do I believe he can help me, not help me. The question is really, how conscious am I of a Kaddish Baruch Hu in, 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 the, in that framework? So the midah of zikaron for us means, and, and, and that's why when a person wears tefillin, one of the things there's a, 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 there, there is a prohibition to be Messiah das from tefillin, to, to take our mind off it, our attention off it. It's probably the most difficult aspect of, of tefillin is this Indian of Hasachas das. We're not supposed to be oblivious to the tefillin. So the, 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 um, the, the, the zikaron that we're talking about here is, and, and so that's what the Ramam says in Monavuchim. If the tzaddik is thinking about Hashem during that time, and and he is a tzaddik of that stature, there is nothing in nature that will stand in his way. And, and there, there, it, it's interesting. People say this over from Chaim Velazhin. Chaim Velazhin writes about this in Efshar Chaim that this is a schula that will work. It's said over famously about the Biskorov that he used it when he escaped and, and, he, and he passed through Nazi guards and they seemingly were oblivious. But the Raman says in the he has a whole chapter on it, he explains the whole parak of Yosheb Elyon with it and so on, that this is something that is a, a very crucial part of the relationship with Baruch Hu. If, if, if we put it for the front burner, then that, that reaction is like that. Meidach Kisa, last line on this page. Ha'adam azogtan sheizbarach, shakol mushpa umushkach, rak meito. A person that remembers this is it. Zochel ashkochem yuchedes shememremes also melkol apkoyim. He's ah, he actually quotes the Rambam here. Sorry, I, I, he 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 um, he zochel to this ashkocha. That's how the Rambam on Ruvuchim explains kivichas like vafalte. This is the same. This, it's the same Rambam that we're talking about. That's that's where he explains it's called shir goyim and so on. And uh, and and this is where the Rambam says that if you are dovik constantly, you are um, he saves you from any type of adverse conditions and so on. 
Next paragraph. Hadin Shoshishanuhu Shabyam Rishan Shashana Mikhalak Shanswachad as Kalashbar Kalashana. Rosh Hashanah is a time when HaKadosh Baruch Hu budgets us out what we're going to get in the year to come. Um, and that's why Yom Zikaran means, and that's why he says, the judgment, and, and let's understand this point, there is judgment for judgment's sake. For instance, if I take a person and he needs to be either punished or rewarded or whatever, and I, and I sort of make a cheshben of what it is that he did and doesn't do, that's justice for the sake of justice. There's another way of looking. There's another type of arrangement where I look at a person uh, deeds as follows. Imagine I have a budget to allocate to different departments. To, and, and, uh, and as everyone here who's had experience in the government or with the government knows someone works for the government, Lord help you if you don't use up your budget by the end of the year because you will get a smaller budget next year. They will say if you were able to do it with half the money this year, you certainly should be able to do it next year. And therefore, it's very, very important to use up every last nickel before the, the end of the fiscal year comes by. Um, but but um, any time I look and I try to allocate resources, I ask myself, what is this person um, capable of doing? What does he need to do? And what would be the best allocation of resources to him to bring out the best in him? So Rosh Hashanah is sort of just like on the first Rosh Hashanah, Akarish Baruch Hu, um, Akarish Baruch Hu gave us gave the world. It's, its existence and everything it needs to continue to exist. Every year Rosh Hashanah, Kodesh Baruch Hu allocates to a person his needs. And those needs are not measured by what I would like to have. They're measured by what's the person's potential, what shall I give him to realize his potential. And in a certain sense, we become an active window. All year round, we sort of get carried along. Certainly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can intervene and does intervene, but I look at it as being, okay, this is where I am, this is what's happening, this is what's going on. Rosh Hashanah, we come to the fourth, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at us and says, what is this person, and how much is he, what is he doing in this world, and, and what could he possibly use to, to, to make things happen? And then he says, um, last paragraph here. The Akadosh Baruch Hu's remembrance of us is really depends on our remembrance of him. Ashrei Ishlishkachecha means a person who doesn't let the sense of Akadosh Baruch Hu slip to the back of his mind, a person who is Dovuk in Akadosh Baruch and holds on to it, is fortunate. And then he, he brings these psukim, I'm going to skim down. And um, the next page, Kufir Aleph. So, what is something we need to do for Rosh Hashanah? Say Zichronos so that I remember you for the good. And this is something that he brings later also, and we'll talk about it in a minute. We say Yalav Yavo, and, and we say it Rosh Chodesh, we say Yontiv. And we say, you know, zichroneinu, let our memory come to you for the good. What does that mean? What does it mean we should remember us for the good? 
Um, if we did good, you know, it's, it's like come home and tell your, your, your you know, you you flunked on a test and tell them, imagine that that I was an I got a hundred. I mean, what do you mean imagine that? What does it mean? And the answer is that, like we said before, every person is complex. Every person has sides of him that he's a tzaddik, sides of him that he's not a tzaddik, sides of him that are really pretty awful, and sides that are really extremely good, and I can look at it from different ways. It's one of the fascinating things when you're in Chinuch. Um, you know, a, a lot of times when there'll be an interaction from educational staff with parents, it's, it's not as if the facts are up for question, that's really it, but the same perspective I mean, every child every person is a combination of, of, of strong points or weak points um, a person who's not the parent will see things from the weak point and say yes I know he has this and this what a, way, what a shame because he's really, you know, I see him as the impossible child and it only compounds the fact that he's bright and he's personable and so on um, the parent will, 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 won't deny the facts, but will say he's such a bright and personal child. Yes, he has a problem with anger management. And, and it's, the same, it's the same vocabulary. The question is, um, what's the arrangement? What's the active window? And what's, yes, there are some problems. And, and, and that's, that's a key to looking at the same thing different ways with very different results. The... the um, the we we our tefillah takarish baruch is never to get something we don't deserve, and we wouldn't want that. There is no such thing. We don't get what we don't deserve. There's one type of tefillah we ask Akadish baruch for credit. That's rachmim. We spoke about it different times. There's another type of tefillah where we ask that Akadish baruch view us from the strong points. Um, there's a there's a piece. In Shmanesrin's Zechronos, that really, really um, is sort of, uh, it, it, um, it, it, it always um, sort of, uh, it, it, it uh, makes me extremely emotional. It says, chesed avas um, And in other words, we've had a troubled history with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We did the trouble. You know, it's, it's, it's been our troubled history. And we're asking Kadesh Baruch to remember that he once saw us as, as a bride that was, that was perfect. He saw us as, as, the, as, as his color. Yes, there's been a lot of stuff going on over the years, but look at us from that perspective. And, and, that's, and that's an extremely, um, it's extremely poignant, and, and, it's, and, and that's what we're asking for. We're saying, don't look at us. Um, sometimes, you know, you'll see that there'll be a person who's low lane, extremely not well, and basically everything's falling apart. And a stranger walks by, and he sees nothing. And, you know, you'll tell him, yes, he was once so wonderful to stand that. Look, yeah, it's true. There's somebody else who knew him when he was at his prime and his best. And then he sees him devastated and, and, and broken. And that's extremely hard because I still see him as that, as, as, as at, in his prime. What we ask from Kadesh Baruch Hu is not to look aside. It's not, certainly not to present a false picture of ourselves. But we're saying, 
look at us with a zikaron tov. Make the active window the tov and, and the things that need remedy to move to the background and, and have the remedy take place. But let the interaction be an overtly positive interaction. That's one. The, um, the, 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 the way in which we... So, so we ask for that. What's the way in which we awaken that mid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Besides asking for it, asking helps us focus that this is what we want, we also need to do something like to make a midah connected midah. And the midah connected midah is to awaken in us. Everybody who's from is... He believes in Hashem, sacrifices for Hashem, does mitzvahs. We're all busy all day long, basically doing what we need to do. And yet, like the story with the Katska, a lot of times we've pushed awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to a back burner. Um, and it's, it's, for many reasons, it, it's probably the most difficult part. Um, it's, it's for anyone who has been born from. So it, the, one of the difficulties is we're, we're very comfortable with what we're doing. We like what we're doing. But a sense of awareness of Kaddish Baruch Hu is not easy. Even people who, who became Balei Tshuva, one of the difficult transitions is coming from a place when the idea of Hashem is kind of a vivid new idea and it's something that has overwhelmed us to it slipping into routine again. And, you know, how does a person do that? How does a person awaken that current? So, and, and it's probably of, of uh, I, I would say, of all, the, of all the aspects of Avodah Hashem, it's the most difficult. And let's explain the reason why. Akarish um, Baruch Hu gave us a, a, a faculty of forgetting for very good reason. Um, for instance, a child learning how to walk is, is, is a whole, it's, it's, it's months of, of a learning you know, and, and he may not be so ways learning, but he's learning. He's, he's taking missteps and, 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 and so on and so forth. God forbid someone who had a stroke or something has to relearn how to walk. It's, it's a painful, slow progression. But once we're walking, if, we, if, if we'd have to dedicate an active window to walking, we couldn't do much more than walk. And, and we wouldn't able to do anything else. So Baruch Hu gave us a chesed that we could have many windows that, that are in the back and they're functioning. So when we walk, there's a thousand and one things happening. Walking is an incredibly difficult thing, walking on two feet. It, it's something, a bird flies. It's an incredibly complex operation. I, I, I doubt that the bird dedicates conscious mind to it. It probably could never fly if it had to think each time that it flaps its wings. So, so Kishmoel gave us, it's a, it's, it's, it makes us function. But it also allows for the most important thing um, to slip to the back. So what does, uh, let me take a Gemara that, that would spell it out. It says, you know, if a person tries to fight his Yitzhara, so on and so forth, it says one of the things is Yiskor Yom Hamisa. He should remember the Yom HaMisa. Did anyone actually 
forget? Like, oh, you know, I, I, I thought for a while that we live eternally. I, I don't think anyone ever thought that. It, what it means is that we don't think about it. And the truth is we probably couldn't function if we thought about it. Uh, you know, and, and, and it allows us to function that we can go on with life and do things as, as if we're immortal. But a person needs to find a way to bring it. Let's just see um, the last paragraph. Kufiud Beis. On we need and In the tshuva, he brings a shari tshuva that says he shamelucha pentisa shamelkecha who's harno beze liska shemis vochal eis v'chayev haadam lishta. So, so Rabbi Yonah says the he shamelucha pentisa kecha. Be be aware. Don't. It's a losa say to forget Hashem. It it what it means is. A person needs to always try to imbue himself with the types of uh, the type of activity that would demonstrate that. And he brings over here um, the famous it's, it's a drama and, and, and others that a person when he's in front of a king, when he's in front of somebody very important, he acts a certain way in terms of his dress, his language, his deportment, everything about like that. Whereas if he's in some anonymous setting, he doesn't. So he speaks about this. I, I want to just finish off with possibly, it, it is, it's, it's, it's certainly the most difficult says, what's the most difficult mitzvah? This awareness of Hashem. We, we function because we're not aware of Hashem. And yes, we have Bechira and, and we go through life. We, we can't, it, it's not, it wouldn't be normal if we would hold on to the memory. So what could work? So the, the, there is a bracha that we make on living. And when, when we make the bracha on living, when something new crosses our life, because w- w- that's the way it is. As long as no new event has happened, it's like that. Let's go back to the computer. Um, when you don't do anything on it for a while, it, it the whole screen goes blank. So w- that's the way it is. W- we stop when something new happens. When a person when a person gets some sort of when he sees someone he hasn't seen, when he gets a, a, a new pleasure, it's a jolt that helps a person wake up. And we mark Hakadosh Baruch In Ruchnius, it is so vital. The only area in Torah that everything in mitzvahs we, we learned we just read two three weeks ago. You're not allowed to add mitzvahs. Now take off mitzvahs, and it's limiting. Also, even if a person tries to add mitzvahs, there's just a limit to how many red threads you can tie around your hand. There's just there's just not a, enough time to do all of it. You know, school has come, but it, 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 it's there's just not the only place where the word chiddush and new is meaningful is Torah. Chidushe Torah, Akadshparuchu asses chidushe mitzvahs. If anybody adds mitzvahs, even if he's adding them, he's doing an avera. Chidushe Torah is extremely important. The Akadshparuchu loves chidushe Torah. Chidushe Torah doesn't mean coming up. Yes, it does mean for the person who can to come up with with a whole new presentation, but it means finding new ta'am in the mitzvahs we're doing. 
the mitzvahs themselves are set and limited. There are 630 mitzvahs, many rabbanans, the halachis are a lot. But they start in the beginning of Shacharach, they end the end of Shacharach. And yes, every, you know, every new year there's new truvis, but again, there always there's a limitation to it. Understanding them, feeling them, getting into them, is something that we hope as we get older, our understanding changes, and we have the ability to rethink. And that's why Yontiv especially, because Yontiv is not routine, it's a time when we say, Yala zichroneinu. It's a time when we're able to, since we're stepping out of routine, Rosh Hashanah, it's been a year, Sukkot will be a year in Kippur, and so on. So we, we have that Shekha Yonu that we make. That's one. And if we're able to each time take a new safer. I have uh, one of my friends, his father's friend, two, three years ago. It was, it was a person, dare say, he was a businessman, but he's a person who was, uh, learned a lot. He would learn every year, you know, and Targum, like the Allah. And every year he would choose another safer to go through the entire Chumash with. And it gave him a, a new flavor. It wasn't only just another Pirush. He, he chose very different Sfarim, and, and it gave a whole new flavor to it. The ability to choose something before a yante, before we do a mitzvah, anything, to be able to sit and to, to, to contemplate, to think about it, each time would be something new. It's, it's, it's um, the, 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 chazal, the chazal give a marshal to, um, to Torah like a baby nursing, that every time the baby is inclined to nurse, there's milk coming. Torah gives us that. And if we're able to give ourselves some time and, and some, you know, to quietly sit down, take something to dwell and to contemplate, Bez Hashem, it will give us each time a new zikaron. It, we, we'll, we, we will be able to have a new sense of Hashem. And it's, it's so, everyone remembers the first time either when he matured and the sense of, of, of godliness and, and the divine and Torah meant something. People who came into it later in life have that feeling. Maybe we can experience that exhilaration, but there's a Shechayonu. Each time we touch base with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's a new Shechayonu. We feel alive again. Yes, my life is meaningful. It's important. It has, it has a mission besides just keep myself alive day to day. And the way to do it is there's no one good speech, mimer, anything that will do it forever. We need to be... You know, the thing we ask our God is You know, we say The result of that is We should be zocher this Rosh Hashanah. It's a Yom Zikaron. We should be able to bring out this new. Zikaron of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Abbas Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu will open his window of Zikaron to us and we'll see the Geula and everything good that comes with it.